Hello everyone and welcome to the Pet Accountant Podcast with me, your host, Vicky Clark. I'm going to help you get to grips with your finances, save you lots of money and take the stress out of doing your tax return. So let's get going. Right, hello everyone. Um, today um, we're going to talk to you about um, the end of the tax year, which is looming uh, next week. Uh, and what to do to get ready for it. And then what we've also done in the group is talk, is ask if you've got any questions. Now, those questions can be anything you like. So please put them in thick and fast, even if it's what you want to know what we've had for tea. Just any questions you've got, uh, whether that be business-related, marketing, sales, pricing, tax, finance, Literally, we are yours for half an hour. So if you have any burning questions, and I know there must be some because there's bloody loads in the group. So um, hi, Christine. Um, Just put loads in there, as many as you want, um, and we are here to answer them, or at least we'll try. Sue, let me just double check. I've got this bloody working. Hang on. Right, I think I'm up to date. Right, fabulous. Say hello in the comments um, and, and what you do. Let us know who's watching, whether you're a walker, a boarder, a groomer, a vet, a physio. Um, Christine's put some questions in the post. Fabulous. I will read those in a second. Um, as you are aware, if you've listened to these before, it's kind of come, it, it's sort of merged from finance to taking the piss out of each other, which uh, seems to seems seems work to, well. It seems to work really well. They just like us arguing with each other and me taking the piss out of you. So uh, there will be plenty of that to come, so don't worry. Um, Hi, Patricia. um, Is a dog trainer and a pet groomer. Fabulous. So as you are aware, or you may not be aware, I don't know, um, it's the end of the tax year, our favourite time of the year. It's like Christmas. Another one done and dusted. I know, it's like Christmas for us. Uh, whether that be the 31st of March uh, or the 5th of April, um, it is becoming the end of the 22-23 tax year. And what that means is if you registered between April 22 and April 23, you will have to submit a tax return. Um, obviously, if you've done it prior, then you know you will anyway. But uh, if you have, we get lots of questions, don't we? Of, oh, I registered in October, or I did this, or I registered then. Um, if you registered and you're new between April last year and now, basically, you will have to do a tax return. Um, and the deadline being the 31st of January next year. So 31st of January 2024. But what we don't like, Lee, is what? And I'm I don't gonna... know. <laughs> 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 to go for, I don't know. What? <laughs> the end, the deadline's the 31st of January, but what don't we like? Stragglers. Yes. <laughs> That's what we're going for. You see, you think you'd know what I was going to say, but clearly not. I was trying um, to think of polite words then to use. Yeah. <laughs> People that leave it till the bloody 31st of January, yeah. um, please don't be one of those people. Um, just because you submit it in April, May or June, for example, doesn't mean you have to pay it in April, yeah. May and June. It still means you have until January to pay but at least you know what your tax bill is going to be um, because people get caught out of loads of things, um, especially payments on accounts. Yeah. Um, if if it's your second or third year and you've made more of a profit and your tax bill's higher, then payments on account are going to sneak in and people are going to be like, what the F is this? Um, I've you know been charged double. 
um, and haven't accounted for it. And if you find that out January, you're pretty screwed. Um, so we always, always, always try and get people to do it as soon as possible. Yeah. I know that people are busy and doing your tax return is probably literally on the bottom of the list. Uh, it's not fun. It's dull. And if you saw last week's episode, all you have to do is put some figures in a box. So not that I'm bitter about that comment and she got banned. So that's just a warning. If you piss me off, you'll get banned. Um, but yes, just put some figures in a box. But no, on an all serious note, try and get it done uh, within good time because then you can plan for how you're going to pay your tax bill. Um, we personally, um, and we, this will be going out to all of our clients if they don't know already, um, have a deadline of the 31st of August, uh, August, October even. Um, Halloween. Just Halloween's Halloween our is our deadline because, and not because we're selfish and I just want to put in a deadline for the sake of it. Um, it's because we want you to be organised and look at your figures um, and get things done properly way, way, way before January. Um, do we stick to it? Mm. We will this year. <laughs> you, we will. We had last January is just not worth it again. Right. Lee has barely <laughs> got any hair left as it is. So if we have as many self-assessments to do in January this year or next year than we yeah. did this year, he's going to come back in February bald. I am. Um, I, am. So, I, think, and that, I think it's it because of all the other services that we offer as well, when we're in that flow of December, well, November, December, and January, when people are ringing and they want our time, it becomes really difficult for us to be able to spend that time with the clients purely and simply because we know we've got that deadline on the 31st of January and with so many self assessments to yeah. complete, it, it becomes difficult and our service levels drop. And yeah. me and Vicky don't like that. We like to be able to take the phone calls. We'd like to be able to talk to people. And we don't get that opportunity in those those two to three months. So And I'll end up going grey. <laughs> yeah. I get more grey hairs in January, February. Hello, Fiona. Hello, everyone. There's quite a few people watching. Say hello in the comments. Let us know what you do. Because then obviously we can tailor some of our yeah. pearls of wisdom um, to your profession. Yeah. Uh, we've got some dog trainers, um, a VA, we've got pet groomers. So let us know what it is that you do in the comments and we can tailor our um, pearls of wisdom to you guys as you're watching. Um, so like we said, 31st of January is the deadline to pay and submit your tax return. The end of the tax year is either the 31st of March or the 5th of April, depending on how you've done it. Yeah. Um, oh, Tracy's here. Hello, Tracy, dog groomer. Hi, um, and also what we've found is this time of year is the time of year that people decide to look at their figures, um, which baffles me in a sense, because, you know, why haven't you looked at it in the last previous 12 yeah. months? You cannot, and you'll hear me harp on about this all the time, you cannot run a business without looking at your figures. Um, so please, please, please get in the habit of looking at them on a monthly basis. You should be able to tell us what's in your bank account whenever we ask throughout the year what profit you are, you know, what your expenses are looking at. Um, so please look at them. And what we've found, especially recently, oh, loads come in, dog walkers, dog groomers. Uh, someone's still out dog walking. Um, so I've lost my train of thought now. Um, <laughs> yes, they look at their figures. Lee's just sitting there like, oh, you can just carry on oh, talking. Yeah, carry on. No I know, just sitting there. <laughs> Doesn't have a clue what I'm going to say, which is always good. Um, is people looking at their figures and going, 
I'm putting, I, I don't swear because I don't want to get banned from Facebook again, but going, oh shit, you know, I've gone over the VAT threshold or I'm very, very close to going over the VAT threshold. Um, and as you're probably aware, if you do listen to our podcasts and things, if you go over that threshold, there is no turning back. We can't magically make all that money disappear and pretend to HMRC that you didn't hit the threshold. Then the then you, with you, we'd probably share a cell. We, yes, we'd share a cell. It'd all be fun. We could do podcasts from prison. <laughs> It'd probably be more entertaining, but there you go. Um, but yeah, once you hit that threshold, there's you know you've gone past the point of return, no out of jail free card, and we have no choice but to register you for that. Um, but saying that. Don't be scared of hitting the back threshold. No. We've spoke to so many people, and I always say the same thing. If you've got to the 85 grand mark or surpassed it by, in some cases, like 30 grand, you know, take that as a good sign. You have a very good business model. You are making lots of money. Be happy. Register for that and then ignore it. Put your prices up and carry on. You know, if people are, if you've got to the point where your client base is getting you 85, 100 grand, six figures, then adding to sometimes 11%, sometimes 12%, 16%, 20%, depending on whether you're flat rate or standard rate, people will not care. If they like you and you provide them a good service, they will carry on. Yes, you may lose the odd one and you'll shit yourself and go, oh my God, everyone's going to leave, I'm going to be poor. Trust me, it won't happen. I spoke to someone today who was, um, I'm not going to mention any names, but was panicking about hitting the VAT threshold and then after about 10 minutes of conversation, said she had bloody a waiting list and was going to have to close her books. So add, add 11% on. Sod them if a couple of them want to leave. You'll have contact your waiting list, say, we've got some space. This is the price. They won't know what it was before. Bob's your uncle, you filled the gap. Um, so don't be scared. Look at your figures and just please, please, please keep an eye on that threshold. That's Sometimes, oh, go on. People, uh, I'm just going to say, why, why tend to tend to tell people is generally if you're earning or taking more than £7,000 a month, that's when you need to start keeping an eye on that back threshold. So once you're taking, start exceeding 7000 on a regular basis, it is likely that you're going to be well on your way to the back threshold. And if that's the case, that's when you need to start looking at the rolling 12 months um, for, for the 85000 Um We had a case this week where somebody thought that when we hit April, it resets the switch and they go back to zero and they can start again in April. That's it's not the case, unfortunately. There is no reset switch. It's it's a rolling 12 months. And as we get to April, we look at April to April. As we, then we go to May, it's from May to May. It, it doesn't just get reset mm. because the tax year has ended, unfortunately. So Even Oscar's kicking off about it. I know. <laughs> Oscar's had enough. He's like, right, there it goes again. Um, that's Oscar, uh, Lee's... Um, I'll shut that door because he won't stop. <laughs> yeah, he won't stop. Lee's boxer. Uh, he, he, he loves strangers. He has stranger danger, bless him. Um, right, so yes, look at your figures... Uh, what do people need to do to get ready? If you're on software, just make sure that all your software, all your figures are on there. Your receipts are uploaded. There's nothing missing. Tidy it all up and get ready. And, you know, if you're doing it yourself, please, please, please make sure that you do it correctly and that you're not claiming for stuff that you shouldn't um, and that you are claiming for stuff um, that you should. Um, and I had a very good chat with someone. I think it was today or yesterday who said, well, I've been doing the accounts myself and I thought I was doing it right. I was, you know, I quote, putting the figures in the box. 
Um, and I didn't know that I was doing it wrong until her friend, who was an accountant, um, looked over it and she'd been claiming things like massages and, um, you know, the structure of the of the groom room uh, and all sorts, and, but also wasn't putting enough through that she could claim for. And she said, well, I don't know what I don't know. I assumed I was doing it right. And that's, you know, exactly what we find all of the time. Yeah. Um, you know, well, I didn't know I was doing it wrong. Like, how do you know? If I want to groom a dog, how do I know I was doing it wrong? Because yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. It, you know, I could take some scissors or some clippers and just shave it off and then go, well, that, that, that's right to me. But then sort of groomer comes in and goes, what the hell have you done? Um, and, you know, it works the same way as a tax return. Get help, ask questions in the group. This is why we do it. You know, this is why we do these lives to help you. We understand that not everyone can afford an accountant. You know, not everyone feels comfortable talking to one, even though we are an absolute dream. We are. Um, we are an absolute dream. Um, me more so than Lee, but you know, <laughs> I'm stressed at the moment. That's my he's problem. Just an, he's just an absolute stress head. Um, <laughs> don't speak to him for the next six months because he'll just shout at you down the phone. Um, but no, you know, just get the help that's, that's out there that is for, that is free and ask questions if you're not sure. Um, I'm just going to go to a few questions. No, we can watch um, those. Um, one of the things that a lot of people forget to do, certainly if you sell products or if you keep a stock of shampoos or anything really that you use within your business, is at, at, at the end of the tax year, you should be doing a stock tick. And the reason that you should be doing that is because you need to put in your accounts the value of the stock that you've not yet sold. So whilst throughout the year we allow you to claim it as an expense, at the end of the year, you take the value of the stock that you've not sold. Now, that's not the, the value that you sell to your customers. It's the value that you bought it at or the value that you're going to sell it at if it's less than the, the you, you, what you paid for it. So if you're trying to sell it off to get rid of it. Um, so it's the lower of the two. And that value, you actually have to add back into your accounts to raise your profit level slightly because then when you, you start the next tax year, that little bit of stock that you had goes as an expense in next year's um, accounts for yourself. Um, so it's it's one of the one things that, that HMRC look at is to make sure that you've got opening and closing stock or inventory or products um, so that you've actually taken that out of your accounts when you, when you come to do it. What we tend to get is a lot of people says, well, I'll get to the end of the year, I'll sit on a couple of thousand pound, and then just before the end of the tax year, I'm going to buy loads and loads of material. It doesn't work. HMRC knows about that little loophole. So what they tend to say is that 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 stock that you're sitting on, if you didn't sell it, you've got to add it back in. So because you've already had it as an expense when you first bought it, and that that expense gets rolled over to the next tax year when you sell it, um, and then it belongs in the year that you actually sell the items rather than when you purchase them. So real real good top tip is over the next couple of days between now and the sixth or rather the fifth, because the sixth is going to be the new tax year, is have a little scout round and, and, and do a little, yourself a little stock tick. And it was actually from a, a recent VAT um, compliance check that the VAT inspector actually asked us for um, the, the, the inventory stock ticks to show what stock was physically on site 
Because when you when you go VAT registered, and again, we always talk about the negatives and, and you know, and we're saying about putting your prices up, but actually when you go VAT registered, you can actually claim the VAT back on some of the things that you've bought uh, in, in previous years. So for argument's sake, if you've got assets in your business, like the grooming tables, the bats, maybe you've got agility equipment, um, up to four years, you can claim the VAT back on those. So actually you get a little bit of money back to yourself. So your first VAT, your first VAT return is potentially going to be a refund. However, during that compliance, the HMRC did want proof that you had some stock, that you that you had the invoices for these um, the, the backdated VAT that we're claiming for. Um, but it was really pushing hard on stock takes, the inventory levels, um, and, and how you were managing your stock, and they wanted proof of it. So again, even on your self-assessment, it is something that you should keep as a record because you'll need to account for that when you're doing your accounts. Sorry, do you know what? I nearly burst out laughing halfway through that because Fifi, we've got a French bulldog, like properly snored in the background. You, you've got one snore and I've got a cat meowing at my foot as well. Uh, I thought, how apt. <laughs> Fifi just let out a massive snore halfway through and was like, God, he's off again. Uh, but no, that's a really good point. So if you do have stock, take note. Um, but that was quite funny. She did snore halfway through. Uh, and I was going to say something that just reminded you know, HMRC are cracking down um, on a lot of things at the minute. Massive. Um, we, we had uh, an ex-client um, uh, get a visit from HMRC physically. They actually turned up to their premises. Yeah. Um, now, if that was me, my arse would be going like this because imagine knocking on the door and HMRC stood there. You'd be like, what the hell? Um, so please, 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 you know, we do make a lighthearted joke of all of this, but, you know, we do it and we sometimes get a bit serious. Uh, but it's because, you know, what we're doing, we're trying, we don't want you to get visits from HMRC or the Batman or anyone else for that matter. So... Um, that is why we tell you these little gems. Right. Um, I'll just go through a couple of these questions then. Yeah. Uh, no, this is from... Pa- this is from- <laughs> I know. I feel like, I don't know what I feel like, a news host or like a television host. So from Patricia, um, I feel, oh, dear Deirdre on this morning. This is what I feel like. <laughs> uh, we have Patricia on the line. Uh, Patricia says, <laughs> uh, if you watch this morning, you'll get it. Uh, I'm a pensioner and I've been employed part-time until Friday I retire. I started my self-employed dog business in 2022. Do I have to notify the tax office? Uh, You'll have to register as self-employed, in which case you'll need to register then for Um, self-assessment. You don't need to tell them about the bits and pieces until you come to do the self-assessment at the end of the year, in which case all of your income gets added together and then any of the tax that you've paid throughout the year gets taken into account and then you pay the tax on the difference fabulous can we have like a spin the wheel so people can win stuff <laughs> yeah you have won a calculator <laughs> <laughs> yeah I play the generation game and every now and then i like for a teddy across the screen <laughs> uh, you have won an accounts pack um right this is from we have now kate on the line and kate would like to ask um She's a dog walker and home boarder. Um, is it better to keep these separate in terms of income expenditure or, or submit the combined totals? So she's a walker and home boarder. I'm currently undertaking training courses 
um, to add to my portfolio, so potentially three different income sources. Right. Okay. So, yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> um, the walking and the day boarding side could potentially go hand in hand. Um, certainly, if you are walking the dogs that you're day boarding. So, from that aspect, you could combine those. However, for your own internal records, so that you could work out which one is doing best and where the majority of your money is coming from, um, by keeping separate income stream records of them, you can then compare and contrast on a month by month and year to year basis to see which ones are bringing you more money, which ones you're spending more time on, and therefore which one is more profitable per hour. Um, so from a tax perspective, you can put those two on the same one, but you can also separate them out. So it, it's that's really down to yourself. If the if the second or the third business is massively different and doesn't fit in with those two, you should be keeping a separate record for that sole, sole trade and, and, and registering that as a separate sole trade on your tax return. Fabulous. And for that, Kate, you want a free pen. <laughs> Um, right, Fiona, uh, lovely Fiona. Um, should all my expenses have invoices slash receipts attached on free agent? Yes and no. Um, <laughs> yes, you should. No, if you can't be asked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is a real difficult one. And, and the reason I say that is because whilst you're not that registered and your accounts might be quite simple and straightforward, it's much easier and quicker to do the bookkeeping, both if you're doing it or we're doing it, if there's no receipts involved. However, if you become VAT registered or if HMRC decide to investigate and they ask to see the top five receipts or of, of whatever time frame and you've stored all these in boxes and you have to then go and dig through the box, go and find these, and this could be five or six years down the line, it becomes much more difficult. Yes, you've got your bank statements there, but your bank statements don't show any of the details that HMR want to see. All the, all the bank statement will show is that you spent £56 at the Shell garage. You could have been buying sweets or cigarettes. It, it doesn't show that you bought fuel for argument's sake. So it's good practice to attach a photograph of the receipt to the transaction in whatever software that you're using because it will aid you in future years if you have an investigation or if you go VAT registered, because then we can see what we can claim the VAT back on and what we can't. If you haven't got the receipts and you do go VAT registered, and I know I keep on coming back to the VAT thing, but <laughs> we're assuming that everybody's going to grow and ideally we would all like you to be over that threshold, um, that we need to see where what has VAT and what doesn't have VAT and what rate of VAT it is. Now, we went through a, a, a series through lockdown where we had so many different rates of that. We, we had 70 and a half, 12 and a half, fives, 20s. So as, as time goes on and things change, it's very, very difficult for us to look back on something four years ago and say, OK, well, at what time of, of the year would, was that VAT rate applicable to? Hmm. If you've got that receipt attached to that transaction, it's a simple case of us clicking the transaction in the software and everything is there for us. So if you can do it, great. If you don't want to, you don't have to. But if you are that registered, I wouldn't recommend you do it any other way apart from attaching those receipts. I concur. <laughs> <laughs> no coin toss tonight. <laughs> no coins. I haven't even got a coin. 
Um, but no coin toss. You would have to listen to another episode to understand what we're referring to there. Um, it is all legit. Um, a comment from Amy, who we met at Crofts. Um, I used to think that anything uh, anything that is related to the business could be put as an expense, but realise that is not the case. That's a very, very good point. Yeah. Uh, not everything, like the whole massage thing, chiropractor um, argument, although I agree with people's arguments, and I think that you should be able to put it through, um, unfortunately, there was no grey area there. You cannot... Yeah. Um, but yes, that's a very good point, Amy. Well made. See, one, um, of the, one of the most difficult ones it actually comes down to glasses. Mm. Because some people say, well, I need glasses to, to, to use the computer. And yet when you are in an employed environment, you have to do discre- uh, display screen equipment testing where you ask your employees questionnaires with regards to are your displays up to date? Not so much these days because the, the technology and the screens have improved. But if the if the opticians specifically say you must have glasses for the for the, your work that you do and, and is very specific in their terminology, so for the type of screen that you're using, the glasses becomes an allowable expense. If you have to have glasses because your optician says you do, but you need them to look at the computer screen. Unfortunately, that's not an allowable business expense because you've got, you personally need them and it has nothing to do with the business. And therefore it's not an allowable business expense. And that's one of the the one times where there's one rule for one and one rule for another around the same pair of glasses. The moral of the story is... It's all medical treatment or beauty treatments. Mm. Can't have it. Moral of the story is that you bribe your uh, optician. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take your optician some chocolates. Oh, yeah, I need these because of the screen. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. Uh, question from Ali. Um, I was employed up until February 2022 and started my business in March 2022. When do I need to send in my first self assessment? It will be this in, year. In a, in um, a week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, because you started in March 2022. I'm trying to get my head around this now. I'm going to assume she probably didn't do one from 21, 22 for that month. So yeah, it depends when you registered, Ali. But if we assume that you registered, say, in April 2022, then your tax return will be due anytime yeah. after next week. Um, yeah. Up until the thirty first of January, twenty twenty four. Yeah, um, I don't know why they, they 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 do it in those weird dates. Why couldn't they just do January to December and make it easier for people <laughs> rather than April to April? But yeah. there we go. That's, that's another conversation for another time, <laughs> not on a Wednesday. Um, Paul's grooming and pet care just says thank you. You are most welcome. The past phrase for Tuesday is wireless. Oh, this is from Monica. Okay. This is a dirty word from Monica. Uh, oh, I'm not answering QuickBooks questions. No, exactly. <laughs> this is from Monica. I'm using QuickBooks. Um, self-employed. Oh, it gets worse. It's worse. <laughs> I'm using QuickBooks self-employed. I'm not sure how I should be entering withdrawals drawings. Should I be tagging it as personal? I'm not sure if the way I put it in is 
put it in if it's coming off as minus and affecting the profit total. I'm really confused. Um, so I think what she's doing is she's trying to list her drawings, but it's obviously going down as an expense. Ooh, the problem is, is with the self-employed side, we have very, very little to do with it, purely and simply because it, it lacks so much functionality that, in my opinion, QuickBooks shouldn't even be selling it. it you go. I know, yeah. <laughs> you tell him. Um, if drawings isn't an option... I don't even know if you can add additional categories in the self-employed side. No. The honest answer with that one, I'm going to have to hold my hands up and go, I, I honestly, I don't know. Um, because Or just get a different system, Monica. Yeah, yeah. We've got some zero licenses if you want some. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's difficult because we don't use that now. And like they said, that, that particular one of that particular version of QuickBooks is um, crap. So, yeah, honestly, we don't know. Our, our advice would be just to get rid of it and get on free agent or zero. Yeah, um, there's one way you could test it. Is if, if, if drawings isn't coming up, check your profit level before you categorise it as personal. If the profit level doesn't change after you've categorised it as personal, then that's absolutely fine because the personal things shouldn't alter profit. Hmm. Um, Angela's put thanks for the heads up about QuickBooks for self-employed. Angela, stay away. <laughs> yeah. Free agent or zero. Free agent or zero. You'll see yeah. it all the time. And we um, do currently still have offers on zero. So at the moment, um, if you go directly to QuickBooks, uh, sorry, oh, I swore. If you go directly to zero, um, their mid-tier package, which is £28 plus VAT, um, we are actually doing for 12 quid for the first three months and then just £24 a month thereafter. And you get HubDoc bargain. for free. It is a massive, massive bargain. Um, you don't have to be a client of ours. We, we, can, we can just do the, the zero subscription for you. So if you do want good software that will grow with your business and you can integrate different apps and till systems, uh, let us know and we can get you a subscription. We can set it up within a day for you. Um, Angela's put how do I sign up Angela if you email Lee um, at Lee L-E-E at Thomas and Clark Thomas and Clark thomasandclark.co.uk then uh, we will get that set up for you Um, that's absolutely fine and also as you may have seen um, on the group uh, over the last couple of days are accounting packs are back by yeah. popular demand um i did these a couple of years ago and they were a massive hit with people who were a bit worried about going digital um and didn't want to go on spreadsheets or anything like that and just liked the old-fashioned pen and paper um, we have brought those back um because of the delay obviously in going digital uh, that may well not be for 2027 for some of you so rather than stress you all out if you don't really want to go digital, I still think that's the best. But if you really don't want to, um, then we have those record keeping packs available. Um, for now, if you want one, you can just email us at admin at thomasandclark.co.uk. Um, and also we, we are trying to get it on our system where you can just pay and download it yourself. 
Um, but just bear with me if you do send us an email because it is me doing it in the background. It might take me a little while. Um, but yes, if you do want one, then just let us know. If you do want to take us up on the zero offer, again, our email Lee or the admin, uh, and we will set you up with that. Um, and like I said, you don't need to be a client um, to get that offer. We are that kind. Right, very quickly, I'll do these two because um, they're very quickly to put through. Uh, Christine, is cat is a cat training cost an allowable expense for a pet groomer? Touchy subject, like a cat grooming course. Ooh. 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 And I say ooh. Ooh. That's our answer. Ooh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, no, it depends because... Surely it's got to be the same as a dog grooming course. Well, yeah, but then is it an extension of the course and building on your skills as CPD? Really? Or is it learning a brand new skill, in which case it's not allowable? Now so you're changing your mind again. It's I'm on the fence. Just because it's a cat, you can put it through. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess if you're if you're already dog grooming and then you go into cats, I would argue that that's got to be CPD. Yes. But if you're not a groomer and let's just say you're a dentist and then you decide you want to be a cat groomer and go and do a cat grooming course off the bat, then that would be a no. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Um, oh, Christine, your next question is going to be too long to, to answer in here. So if you want to get in contact with us, I know you've got my email address. Just drop us an email. Um, right. Um, this is from Amanda, and she's put it on the group. I don't know if she's watching. Amanda, if you're watching, say hello. Uh, I'm not going to try and pronounce your surname. Uh, Abby is how... in the group. Say hello to Abby. Most of you have spoken to her anyway because she does some Oh, part. is Abby and... in? Abby, yeah. why? Send her the link. Get yourself involved, Abby. <laughs> uh, Abby is also an accountant who works with us. Um, so if you ever have any contact with Abby, say hello. She's coming on. Abby, if you're listening, I'm going to get you on here soon. Uh, right, message question from Amanda, which is relevant to what we've been discussing. How do, how do I go about registering for VAT and what will tax returns look like? Never hit the threshold before, but terrified. I am poorly prepared and that this financial year I may have tipped it angry face. Right, okay. So <laughs> <laughs> just talking right, about okay. Amanda, if you could just rewind. Yeah, so right, first part of the question. Um so you have to complete a VAT return every quarter. VAT is payable in addition to your personal taxation. So you'll still have a tax bill in January to pay. However, previously before when you was VAT registered, your sales figures and all your expenses included VAT. So they were, they were artificially raised until you hit the VAT threshold. When you hit the VAT threshold and you register for VAT, you're you're now only putting your net figure through, i.e. The, the figure before you added VAT onto your sales figures. So it, in theory, should bring your taxable income down. However, your expenses that also included VAT no longer has VAT on them, so your, your expenses figure will be slightly lower as well. So what that does is it kind of strips out some of the, the taxation and taxes you quarterly on it. And then when you do your end of year self-assessment, you're using figures that are lower in value on both the sales and the purchases 
because there's no longer VAT included on them. So uh, it's very difficult to explain, but that's in a nutshell what would happen, if that makes sense. Right. I don't know if that did make sense. (laughs) (laughs) For argument's sake, I'll use really simple figures to start with. So if, if for argument's sake, you did, uh, your sales was £100 for the year, 20% of that, um, you take the VAT off it, so what you'd actually record on your self-assessment is £83.33 because the other part of that was, was VAT. Um, and the same if you had £100 of expenses and you you suffered VAT on those expenses, that expense would again be only worth £83.33 because you've had to take the VAT off it. So you're no longer putting the full cost of the invoice as an expense because you separate out the VAT on all of the purchases and all of the sales. And then that gets right. that VAT gets taken into account on the quarterly VAT return. So you add up all of the VAT that you've had to charge on your sales. You take away all of the VAT that you're allowed to reclaim on your purchases. And the difference is what you pay HMRC on a quarterly basis. Um, sometimes there'll be a VAT refund, very unlikely. And other times, majority of the times, there'll be a payment over to HMRC. I won't lie, a VAT-registered business, in the grand scheme of things, will pay more tax all round because of VAT. Unlike, uh, I had somebody uh, say to me that they're paying too much in VAT and taxes, and, and you know they, they, they thought they'd come to accountants because we, we helped them reduce them to pay less tax. And I, it, it, you have to explain that VAT is VAT. There's no, there's no allowances or secrets that, that we can go to to lower the, the VAT bill for you. It's, it's a simple case of when you sell something, you have to charge the, a very specific rate of tax. When you buy something, you can only reclaim the VAT that's detailed on that invoice if there's no VAT, you can't claim it, and the difference is paid over to HMRC. We have no, we 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 are unable to reduce that any further via allowances. And what we always say to clients is generally, if there's no receipt, so that we can't see what the VAT was, you can't claim the VAT back on it. Which is why we ask for every single receipt to make sure that we claim as much VAT back for you as possible. That's the only way you can reduce your VAT bill. Unfortunately, there's no jiggery pokery that can be done with a with a VAT return. Um, VAT is VAT, and yeah, you know, and and years and years and years ago, I had a client that had uh, passed the um, VAT threshold by quite a bit, and she physically argued with me and said, "There must be something you can do. You're not doing your job properly." And it was kind of like, "Well, there isn't." <laughs> It, you have to register and that's kind of it. There are no, you know, ifs, buts and maybes or other options. Once you once you go past it, that's it. You have to register. You know, we're not miracle workers. We can't make stuff up. Um, unfortunately, that is what it is. So, Amanda, if you have an accountant or a bookkeeper, please speak to them and they will talk you through um, what it is that you need to do. If you don't and you're petrified, then please give us a shout um, there's loads of us here that can, that can help you with regards to registering you for VAT, whether you should be on the flat rate scheme or the standard rate scheme. Um, it can help you with bookkeeping and, and all that sort of jazz. So if you do want to have a chat with us, just let us know. Uh, ping us a DM or drop us an email um, and we'll have a chat with you and get you sorted. 
it, it does sound scary, but if you've got the help, um, it's not as scary as you think. And like I say, be be positive about it. Don't stress about it and think it's terrible. You've obviously got a good business model if you're getting to that point in the first place. So it should be celebrated. Um, I don't think there is any more. Um, oh, hang on. Ali, if you registered in July 2022, then this will be your first tax return you need to do. Just ignore free agent. Um, she'll know what I mean. Um this is from Danielle. Um, Hi, Victoria. I don't take photos for my free agent. I just assume it's all accountable via the app and bank account that's linked. So I need to be keeping the invoices that are sent via emails, question mark, as I don't. Basically, yes. <laughs> yes. Basically, yes, yes Danielle. Um, you, everyone, you should be keeping your receipts and invoices for your purchases to prove that you've paid for stuff. Um, so make sure that you do get them um, and you cannot just rely, as Lee said, on your bank statement because it yeah. won't tell you necessarily what you've bought. If you it says Christie's, that could be anything. You need to keep them for seven years. So it really is important that, and if you can't save them onto your hard drive, you need to print them off and keep them as paper copies. So it's or really what we could do in seven years' time is everyone meet up off the group and we can have a massive bonfire. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We could just burn them all. Everyone, That's everyone, repeated thing that we're doing. Yes, we could have a we could have a receipt bonfire um, day, and just everyone meet up and bring their receipts, uh, or bring them to Spain when we do our business Spanish retreat, twenty twenty circa twenty twenty four, um, in Spain somewhere. It will be there. Um, give us a like if you want to if you want to come. It's an liable business expense. Um, so yes, let us know if you do want to join us on that. Uh, more info to follow. <laughs> we haven't done it yet. I'm just lying, but it will it will happen. I promise you, 2024 it's going to happen. Um, so let us know if you want to join. Um, right, uh, we've chatted for ages. Um, it's been really really good to have uh, so many questions on there. So thank you for keeping us busy. Um, there's quite a lot of you on so you've got us is there any more burning questions that you may have don't be shy uh, nothing is a silly question uh, no problem Danielle um, pop it in the comments otherwise um, if there's not one in the next sort of 30 seconds uh, we will say our goodbyes I hope you've enjoyed oh okay just in time uh, if the receipts go on free agent do you still have to keep the paper ones now this is a good question because I technically know, but I would say yes, because if you then decide to swap and they're all on free agent, you can't then get them back off, can you? I do believe you can. And, there is oh, a on there that allows you to download the attachments. Is that with every software or just free uh, agent? No, I think QuickBooks allows it as well. I'm pretty no sure way. Does. Yeah. No way. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go then. So, no, but still, I don't trust technology. You know what I mean? Technology doesn't work. <laughs> um, I'd be keeping all of those receipts just in case. Um, but Me, on the other hand, I love the shredder. <laughs> yeah, he loves to shred them, um, to hide from me what he's purchased. Um, oh, we're coming in right, Rachel. Can I put my car purchase I made last year in May? It's on finance. Do you use the car for business? Is the honest answer. And if you do, mm. potentially we can put part of the car purchase through. But it's it's got to be done in a certain way and you can't have the full value and there's quite complex calculations to do. Mm. Um, but then it also means that 
you have to claim actual expenses. So you have to make sure that you've kept all the petrol receipts, the MOTs, the servicing since buying the vehicle. Um, but if you've only kept mileage logs, then you can't really put the car through. If So once you've opted which option you want to go down, you're stuck with it. So um, it's it's so yes and no is the answer to your question, but it depends on how you've accounted for it. Yeah, it's it, unfortunately, Rachel, that's a bit of a tricky one that um, we would probably have to answer to answer separately after we get a bit more information. But you can, but only a certain percentage, I guess, is the really, really quick yeah. answer. Um, see, Sandy wants to join us in 2024. My sister's just come back from horse riding course in Spain. <laughs> I don't think that's an allowable business expense. <laughs> What about if we teach them finance while sat on a horse? Yeah, yeah, horseback, <laughs> not bareback. <laughs> yeah, horseback riding whilst holding a calculator. Um, see, Sandy signed up. There's another one. Uh, brilliant. Thank you, Rachel. If you're a mobile dog groomer, um, are, you, are you using the car to drive to people's houses? Um, again, um, just give us a shout separately, Rachel. Drop us an email, admin at thomasandclark.co.uk, and we will help you. Um, it's a bit technical to go into now, and we'll probably bore everyone to death. Um, so any more questions before we sign off? Um, I hope you've enjoyed. Um, she's a horse physio, lol. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Lee. <laughs> Have that. Um I hope you've enjoyed the podcast. We are trying to make them as entertaining as possible. Um, this is how mainly get through the day on a daily basis, um, just taking the piss out of each other. Yeah, that and the big um, bottle of gin I have stored that in that and the that and the vodka drip that we have underneath <laughs> the desk. Um, but apart from that, it's all fine. Um, next week, um, I'm not sure what we're going to do next week, actually. Um, we need to get our heads together. As always, uh, you're welcome, Judith. If you have any topics that you want us to chat about, maybe that be vans and cars. I'm sure we have done that, but we could do it again. Whether you want one specifically on that, um, then let us know. We are happy to. Otherwise, we will come up with a random topic ourselves. Uh, maybe we'll play spin to win. Um, and have some really good prizes for people to win if you answer an accountancy question. That could be a fun game. Um, so if you want to win a calculator, make sure you tune in next Wednesday or Friday. Uh, we have a new starter joining us next week Ooh. called Lauren, um, who is uh, she's sort of in the middle of a bookkeeper and accountant. So more qualified than a bookkeeper, but slightly less qualified than an accountant. So she's in the middle somewhere, but she's joining us next week. So we will have more hands on deck and we will introduce you to her when she's a bit more settled. I don't really want to throw her in at the deep end and just whack her on Facebook and be like, talk to them about finance. Because <laughs> um, obviously she won't be as fun as me and Lee. So. But we will um, put out as well some uh, team member photos so you know who is behind the scenes when you talk to us. Yes. Um, we'll just get Lauren settled in first. Um, and then we, would... we haven't introduced everybody to Jodie. Oh, yet. shit, Jodie. I forgot, Lee's sister. <laughs> <laughs> How can I forget? So Lee try, Lee's trying to take over Thompson Clark slightly by employing every one of his family members. Yeah, well, we know um, Thomas, 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 Thomas and Clark. 
Yeah, so I I don't have any family members clever enough, unfortunately, um, uh, that could do it. <laughs> so I'm getting outnumbered. If you have a surname of Clark and would like to join Thomas and Clark, <laughs> then let me know. Um, because I do feel that Lee's trying to take over Thomas and Clark without me realising and has literally hired his mum, dad, and sister. It's going to be uh, a hostile takeover. Just yeah, <laughs> Mama, Mama Thomas and Papa Thomas yeah. work part-time um, and Sister Thomas is working full-time as our payroll manager. Um, so we will have a dedicated payroll person, which is fabulous. Um, we will see you next Tuesday for Spin to Win. It is this morning. Don't do me for copyright. Um, and hope you have a good week um, and we will see you then. Enjoy, take care, stay safe take and care. we'll see you on Tuesday. All right, guys, thanks very much. See you later. Bye. Take Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed my podcast, don't forget to subscribe for me. And if you want to speak to me, please visit my website at www.petaccountant.co.uk. And if you'd like to join my Facebook group, which is full of like-minded pet professionals, then search Accounting for Pet Professionals in Facebook and I will see you there.